Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show. We are doing our second show this week with the founders of Access Consciousness, which I'm really excited about. So we have Gary Douglas with us. So uh, I don't know, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't get much better than this <laughs> on the Best Ever You show. So we're going to try and keep Gary on the line for, let's go for the hour, but we're going to see what happens. You know, if, if we, you know, sometimes I know, I know you guys are all busy when you're listening and a lot of you keep emailing me telling me you want shorter shows because you're on the treadmill and I'm like, okay, I need to do longer shows so we all stay on the treadmill. <laughs> it's pretty funny. but um, So anyway, we'll probably go anywhere from 30 minutes to maybe 45 or so and just sort of, you know, learn all about Gary and learn all about what he does and and just uh, have a really big learning experience here. So Gary, welcome to Best Ever You. Thank you so much for your time and energy and for this moment. It's pretty cool that you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, we'll see I, if we can we can see if we can keep people on the treadmill longer. Okay, <laughs> it's an incentive, isn't it? <laughs> I know I need to be on yeah. the treadmill. So I listen to my own show sometimes on the treadmill. <laughs> like, okay, you learn That's when you listen to on the treadmill. To. I listen to some of my shows on the on the treadmill, except I'm never on a treadmill. But uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I believe in exercising well, a different way. <laughs> exactly. Do you um, do you think that we're all? I have this question for you right off the bat. Do you think we're all in constant learning mode? Well, the smart ones are. The stupid people <laughs> will never learn. True. You know, That's a pretty good answer. Like, you know, like unfortunately, like, especially looking at our you know political situation currently, I think there's a lot of stupid people in the world. Uh, the numbers of stupids have gone up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I was on Twitter the other night and um so much was trending. <laughs> it was really interesting as the speech yeah. was rolling on and on and on. There were people are people are kind of sarcastically hilarious in ways but they're pretty much on point. Um anyway, let's go back to let's go back to access consciousness for a minute and just talk about how how did you um found this? How did you Think of this. What's what's the moment where you created all of what you do now? Uh, well, it's like I literally, you know, started channeling years ago, and I channeled the first information about access, and I thought, oh, good, I get to be a channel, and I just get to sit with my eyes closed and look all cool and just, you know, deliver this information. And then one day in the middle of a class, they said, bye, you're on your own, get to work. From that time on, I've been creating it on my own, and that's been about 26 years now. Hmm. So for 26 years, I've been having to ask questions, be aware, and choose a greater possibility and see what can create more instead of what would create less, what would work for less. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? 
this. <laughs> oh, primarily, it's like, you know, it's like the thing is, it's like when I started doing this, it's like I had no clue. What I had done is, is I was told that if you want to know what you want to do, what you do is you take and you create a list of the things you would like your life to be in the future. And you start by, you know, by asking, okay, so how much money would I like to earn? How much traveling would I like to do? How much, you know? And so I sat down and did a list of all the things that I would like in my life. I had no clue what I was going to do. And then every time something felt like that, I would go do it. And it's like, and it led me to everything I am currently doing. And it's, and the funny part about it is everything I'm currently do, doing kind of encompassed all the things I have done at one time or another. So it's very interesting to find out that we don't even know that we're preparing for this while we're preparing for this. Did you, um, do you set, how do you set goals? Like, do you set goals? Do you set no. goals? And do you, okay, nope. Um, no, how do a goal, you? A goal, yeah, go ahead. The original definition of goal meant jail. So when again? you set a goal, you're actually setting a jail for yourself. You just don't know you're doing it. And what I discovered is, if you create a target for something, you can shoot at the target a hundred times, and even if you hit the bullseye a hundred times, you can still shoot at the target. Where if you have a goal, as soon as you achieve it, then what happens is you go backwards so that you can try and achieve your goal again, which is where most people end up. Hmm. How do you know what to do next? How do you, how do you, do you plan? What do you think about? How do you, like, if you think about the next, you know, 30 years of your life, what do you, what do you think about doing? How do you think about that? Well, it's like every day I ask the question, if I choose this, what will my life be like? in five years, in 50 years, in 100 years, in 500 years. Everybody goes, so why are you looking at 500 years? You won't be alive then. How do you know? I might have come back in another body. You can't tell me what I'm going to be doing 500 years from now. But if I choose something, I want to know that it's going to have something that's longer than just tomorrow or just today. And so I always look for, you know, it's like, you know, it's like one of the things I try to teach people to do is ask this question. So if I choose this, what's my life going to be like in five years? If I don't choose it, what's my life going to be like in five years? And when you do that, you can see that one of them is more expansive than the other one. And it's like in a lot of, you know, it's like sometimes it's don't do it and sometimes it's do it. It's not a right or wrong point of view. It's a recognition that every choice creates something. So what's it going to create, more or less, for you? So, what? Tell us about. So I'm getting, I'm getting lots of questions. You guys, slow <laughs> down with the questions. I'm never. We're going to be here for three hours. Um, so I have a, I have a question from someone who would like us to back up and explain what access consciousness is. Fair access enough. consciousness is a set of tools and tech, techniques allow you to change anything in your life that isn't working. And how, so how do people um, access, access consciousness? Well, well, it's like they can go on our website, accessconsciousness.com and look things up. We also, like my business partner, Dane here, has a 
Dr. Dane Hare's Tour of Consciousness. We have lots of free tools, free information. We do our best to allow people to, like, move their lives forward, regardless of whether they can afford to come to one of our classes or not, because we're interested in the world changing, not in us just making money. Granted, we like money, but (laughs) we really want the world to change. All right. Excuse me for one second, because I have to cough. And that I usually don't do live on air, but I don't want to mute everything and risk losing the show or something like that. So sorry about that. I just took a a wrong swallow of my water that usually spills. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, you know, we had Dane on Tuesday, and he was just so polite and so wonderful and so um, full of energy and information and so forth. And I I I would love to know more about how. Um, you met met each other, and um, you know, did you guys was this your idea first, and you brought him in, or did you both have you did you guys know each other? How how did you guys go about creating this together? Because it's really awesome, and it's in like 175 countries. I mean, it's amazing. It's actually 179 countries, but you know, I don't want to wow. correct you. It grew <laughs> since I wrote the show up. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. It just keeps growing, and it's like it's amazing. But what happened is I was doing the doing classes and stuff, and Dane was becoming a chiropractor in Santa Barbara, and uh, and uh, and you know it's like and I needed some work because my body was dying, and I knew it, and I wanted to get some chiropractic work done because he was doing network chiropractic. And my daughter told me about him, and I said, I called her up, and I said, who's that woman that does network chiropractic? And he goes, she goes, it's not a woman, it's a man. I said, okay, fine. What the fuck is his name? And, you know, I said, you know, I need to see him now. And so I called him up, and I said, okay, so I need to see you. This is Gary Douglas, Shannon's, Shannon's dad. And he goes, oh, my God, you're Gary Douglas? I said, I need to see you. Uh, well, when would you like an appointment? I said, yesterday. He goes, well, <laughs> what's the problem and how soon could you be here? I said, I can be there in 15 minutes if you can fit me in. He says, well, I have a pretty busy schedule, but I think I can fit you in. I went, good God, the man is lying. He has nothing on his schedule. and uh, you know, But he's been taught in chiropractic school. You always are very busy no matter what anybody wants. And so I went to meet him, and I, you know, I said, okay, so network number one and number two don't actually work on me. You need to go directly to level number three. And he goes, oh, well, I just started that course. And I went, no, you haven't. You've been thinking about it. And it's like, and I knew he was not telling me the truth. And I said, okay, body, what do we do? And my body just gave me this incredible thing that was amazing. What I did is I said, okay, just listen to my body, do what it tells you, and let's see what happens. So he started working on me, and he started listening to my body and started doing these things, and he was standing across the room, flicking his hand in the air, and my body was twitching like crazy. I looked like a fish out of water. I was just flopping on his table, and when I sat up, I went, oh, no. Because when I went to him, I knew I was dying. And I thought, well, I just have to make myself comfortable enough until death comes. And I got up and I went, oh, God, I'm not dying anymore. I went, you 
asshole. You can't believe you're making me live. You know, and I went, okay, so, you know, so what would you like to do? I said, you know, it's like we can, he says, can we do some trades? And I went, sure, no problem. He says, you know, okay, so I said, well, you know, how much do you charge? And he goes, I charge $75 for three sessions. I went, do you know what I charge? And he goes, no. No, how much do you charge? And I told him, and he looked at me, and he goes, oh. Oh, my God, I'm going to be indebted forever. And I went, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll work this out if you work on my entire family, okay? And he goes, okay, no problem. And I was, you know, it's like, so I started working with him, and it was amazing. And it's like literally – he has saved my life three times. And he's an amazing guy with amazing talent. And it's like, he saved my life three times. And it's like, you know, I just am indebted to him dynamically. And I said, okay, so you want to come, you want to come to work for me? Sure. So he came to work for me. And I, that's how many phone calls he made in the first year can imagine i don't even know it's it's either going to be low or astronomically high zero <laughs> that's funny hated, what did he do he hated making phone calls but he did want to make, he did did want to be involved in access so i got yeah. him involved and i took him up and i introduced him to people and let him do what he was doing he did on me and in the end it was amazing miracle because everybody thought he was phenomenal. Everybody paid him more than he was asking for. And it just was, it was just a a miracle. It was a miracle. And, you know, so we sort of talked a lot. We spent a lot of time together. We ended up, you know, moving into a house together so that we could, because we would wake up in the middle of the night and I'd want to talk to him and he'd want to talk to me, but it was the wrong time of night. So we didn't think we could do that. So when we lived together, if I woke up, I'd go scratch on his door and he'd open it and say, I was just thinking about you. And we would talk and we would talk for hours and, and play new things and do new things and create more. So it was great fun and really enjoyed the man. And so eventually I said, okay, so you want to be business partners with me? And he goes, yes. And so we became business partners and he does half the business. I do half the business. He does all the technical stuff because I'm really bad at it. Thank God. And uh, or not thank God that I'm bad at it, but thank God he does it. So I'm grateful for what he does and what he accomplishes. And it's just a gift. Can I, can I pry? You can just say no if, if you don't want me to go there. But um, what was, what was so sick? Why, why did you think you were dying? And were you really, or was, was I, I knew sick? I was dying. I knew I was dying. My body was not functioning correctly at all. It's like it was just, you know, it's like, and I had no energy. And I'd been to doctors, and they couldn't find anything wrong with me, quote, unquote. So there was nothing that that the medical community said you're definitely in trouble on, but they also couldn't do anything to change it or fix it. And literally after a session with him, I was 100% on again. And I hadn't been on for about four years. There's a gal like that here in Maine, um, only one that I know of, and she's uh, she's just like a little miracle worker. Her name is Dr. Kimberly Farr, and um, she's a chiropractor, but she's a chiropractor that's 
studied in different countries, and she, uh, I can't even explain it, how he, much of a healer she is. I don't even know if that's the right word, but you can go. I'll be the right word. What did you say? Most likely the right word. Yeah, I think it's probably the right word because um, so many people have have had so many different things wrong. I've worked with her for a really long time, and and um, she just heals. I don't know. It's it, she's really a cool person um, with all the things that she she just knows. You can go in there with your you know ear aching or your left toe bothering you or your whole body going oh I don't you know whatever it is and she she's yeah. got something for it and it's not a pill cool I love people yeah. like that there are a lot of those kind of people in the world and I'm grateful for every one of them that I meet because they make it possible for us to live and to create and to generate a whole lot more in life and they're a gift yeah. you know, but I also I also uh, you know, do stuff with horses, and I own a bunch of horses. And my, you know, I've discovered that there are horses that are healers too, which is really amazing. You know, and dogs and cats, and, and there's all kinds of healers in the world. We just have to be open to it, and it's amazing what can occur. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been the leader of cats many times. <laughs> have a thing for cats i love well i love dogs too but i i mean i really love cats and have since i was just itty bitty and I, i've always had two to four cats you were, it's probably more like because you were a witch at some time and you know you, oh no you know, witches i'm kidding I, okay. I hope not i hope never but no i mean i rescue cats and you know i won't end up being the cat lady with 40 cats or anything like that but you know i i definitely re- just love to rescue cats and they're just lovely, but I, I was going to ask you about horses because we have a picture of you up, um, and I wanted to ask about that horse because, um, I, you know, I, I love horses too. So um, I don't have a horse, and I don't really have access to uh, horses or anything like that too much, but when we lived in California up in Tahoe, um, I was always um, with the horses and stuff. Um, but tell us, tell us about your horses and are you in California, and are the horses safe? Because lots of people who have horses in California, their horses weren't safe with the fires and yeah. stuff. I actually am in Texas. I live oh, okay. in Texas. I have a ranch here in Texas. I brought all my horses out from California to Texas because it was so much cheaper here than it was in California, and I, it was so much cheaper to buy a place that I could buy a ranch here, which I could never have bought in California. And, uh, yes, I have all my horses there. But I imported Costa Rican horses, Costa Sense de Pasos. It's a Costa Rican walking horse. And oh, cool. I imported that here. And I brought in a bunch and then raised some. I have about 30 of those. And then I was <laughs> trying to do a cross between them and a Frisian because I did one cross. And it was the most beautiful horse I've ever seen in my life. I went, oh, my God, that's a great sport horse. And and I just didn't, I just thought, well, I, I just would like to breed some of these. And I couldn't find a Frisian that wasn't like huge megabucks. And I, it's like I didn't want to put my, you know, put that much money into a horse to just cross him with something else to create something that other people aren't going to be that happy with. So I finally, you know, it's like I went, okay, I guess I won't be getting any more. 
And the next week, the guy who runs my ranch was called by the police to help them get some horses out of the roadway. And it turned out that they were Frisians. And then this, the guy that had them gave us one. And then he wanted, he says, I need to get rid of some horses if you know anybody who's interested. I said, well, let's find out what it'll take for him. And so I made him an offer that was ridiculous. I said, how many horses does he have? And the, the ranch manager, Cody, says, well, somewhere between, you know, somewhere around 30 horses. I said, okay, good. Now for him this much for all of them. And he did. Wow. We And we ended up with 70 horses. Oh, wow. And so do you, um, can people come and ride them? Are you open to the public? Are they just your horses? Are they show horses? Tell me. I I'm I don't know anything at about this point. At this point, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're not show horses in the fact that they're all they all look like Dachau victims because they were so yeah. skinny. Yeah, but that's... we've already put like 150 to 200 pounds on each one of them in the last month and a half, and they just sit and eat all day long, which is what Good. they needed. But it's like it's kind of expensive, and uh, but we're just ready to see what's going on and what's possible. So we you know we look at see what else is possible with each horse. And so we're looking to sell a bunch of them because 70 is too many. And uh, we'd like to get it down to about 15 to 20 max. And so we got about 50 Frisians we want to sell. Come make a deal, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's like the the bad news is that they were partially, a lot of them are like, uh, they were just allowed to breed freely, okay. They didn't yeah. actually do the correct, you know, thing of breeding and and doing the the <clears throat> registry kind of thing. So we're we're definitely working on trying to get them to the point where we we got somebody who's coming out to look at their DNA to see what they can do with that, and then we'll see what happens. But yeah. there's some really pretty ones, and we really like them. But we got a lot of babies. We've got like uh, thirty-five to. 40 of them are two years old or younger. And it's like, that's a lot of babies. And yeah. uh, so so we're we're doing what we can, and we'll figure it out, and away we go. Well, Gorham, Maine, it's G-O-R-H-A-M, Maine, is a, it's horse, horse country here. Horses yeah. everywhere. Yep, it's cool. really cool here. Um, have you always loved horses? <laughs> only <laughs> did you have horses was, growing up no my my grandfather had uh had draft horses and he actually plowed the 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 fields with a team of horses until he was 81 or until he was 80 and then his wow. kids took his horses away from him and said he was too old to be plowing the fields and he died you know he just laid down and died and it's yeah. like and i was just unkind of him as far as i was concerned uh yeah. Yeah. So it's like Yeah, I get it. My yeah. I um I would go to Minneapolis I'm I'm from Iowa and I would go to Minneapolis every year, Bloomington, Minnesota every year, to see my grandma in the summertime. And she had a friend who um had ten have you ever heard of this? I think I'm getting this right. a, a Tennessee Walker. Yeah. You ever heard of that horse? I used to ride them. I used to ride them. Oh, I mean, it's just I could not wait to get there in the summer to be around those horses, ride the horses. They were 
those still to me, those are such a, those are beautiful horses and they're so trainable or something. I don't know. Her horses did the coolest things. They were like, you know, I don't, it's hard to explain. I didn't think horses were like that. And then every, every time I would go there and they're just beautiful and so yeah. smart. Yes. But, you know, it's so like, you used to ride I, those? I, I used to ride them. I used to, I used to work at a stable years ago when I was in my thirties. I worked at a riding stable and I rode uh, saddlebreds, hunters, jumpers, uh, you know, Morgans, uh, Arabs, uh, anything with four legs, a mane, and a tail. I would ride. So (laughs) I was just like, you know, and I did, I did everything under the sun, and I really enjoyed it thoroughly. It was a great time. You know, but it didn't pay much, so I ended up yeah. getting out of that and getting into other things that paid better. Not that I'm a money grub, but I am. No, no, no. I, but, I mean, you, I think anybody knows what those horses are. You know, they're expensive to care for properly, it's for not, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, have you ever heard of Boots and Saddles Camp? I don't even know if it no. still exists. I'm 50, so I don't know. But every every year, I was a Girl Scout for every year. And yeah. our, we would sell Girl Scout cookies. And if you sold enough Girl Scout cookies, you got to go to Boots and Saddles camp. So that was my incentive for selling so many Girl Scout cookies because I would go to horse camp sure. for a week. I'm sure it's like when you have those kinds of incentives, it's amazing what you can do. <laughs> a lot of people with a lot of thin mints <laughs> in my, in my yeah. old neighborhood. <laughs> Here she comes. She's got to go to horse camp. <laughs> yep. So funny. Make us buy more stuff. Yeah, I, somehow I think my parents were flipped in a check and had a lot of cookies somewhere in the house. <laughs> but probably went off friends. Yeah, okay. but I, I worked have, for it. Have boots, boots, and they still have day camps and boots and saddles and the five day boots and. Do camp. they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so much fun. Yeah, I, I loved oh, cool. being in the Girl Scouts, and I but I especially loved Boots and Saddles Camp. That was just a total blast every year. So anyway, not about me; it's about you. But um, the yeah, horses—they're they're amazing, and that's that's really neat. And I'm glad that you gave me that picture because I was wondering. I'm like, oh, he must love horses or something, and you do. So I love that. I do. And, and oh, yeah, you do. Now, do you have a place? And I don't know if you, you even need this or whatever, but is there a place where? Sometimes we get people who want to donate and things like that. Is there a place where people could donate to your horses to help them sure. or anything like that, or are you uh, all good? Uh, lazy, lazy Double D Ranch, Leiblerville, Texas. Lazy Double D Ranch, Leiblerville, Texas. Got it. Okay. So people, you can, you can all find that, or we can post a link up or something like that, because you know, well, sometimes you. people people love to do stuff like that, so it's cool. So. Let's, would be really nice, and if anybody wants to adopt a horse or something, and you know, take care of them, it's like it's like feeding these horses. It was with thirty horses, I knew I could afford it. With seventy horses, I'm going, oh, how the heck am I going to afford this? So, been putting well, a lot. Let's talk of, about your book. <laughs> you know, it's like it all comes out of my. Head. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I get it completely. 70 horses, that's got to be just amazing. That's that's even, I think, way more horses than Tahoe Donner has. I don't think they have that many horses in Tahoe. Um, that's I'm a lot of horses. Not, 
you know, very few people have that many horses. And it's Probably. like, and I intend to have that many horses. I just ended up with that many horses. You do, yeah. Oh, well, a lot of and people can barely afford to... one or not afford it at all, yeah. and they dream about having a horse. So yeah. maybe there's a way to be involved for people listening who are down that path. I know I have a really good friend from high, all the well, high school, but I've known her since we were in kindergarten, who loves yeah. horses. She owns all the um, coffee hounds in um, Iowa, and Bettendorf, wow. Iowa, loves horses and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll make sure she is aware. Um, okay. Well, it's actually so, really... If she wants to come, I'll give her a horse if she, you know, donates, you know, a thousand dollars. She probably, I'll. Her name is her name is Beth Aronson, and I will make okay. sure she knows who you are and hears the show and stuff like that. I, cool. she's, Thanks. yeah, she's really cool. She had just opened up a macaroni and cheese store too, like a a macaroni and cheese restaurant. I'm like, I gotta go back. To, I gotta go back home. Um, let's actually I, talk I, about I, your I book. Yeah, I need to find out about that restaurant. Macaroni and cheese is one of my favorite things. Is it? Mine too. And um, I did make some good macaroni and cheese the other night. My kids were like, this is actually really good, Mom. Um, But I'm not sure it's going to top hers. She's got a whole restaurant, and people are lining up to buy macaroni and cheese. Is that insanely cool? Yeah. I I wonder if I could get her to freeze it and send it to me. That would be great. I'll ask. She's she's totally cool like that. She's way outside the box thinker and um, yes. Yeah, she's she's super cool. Very smart. Uh, all of her coffee, all of she has a love of dogs. So her coffee hounds, yeah. everything is dog related. Um, so cute. Yeah, it, very very smart, smart, fun, loving human being. She's really neat. Um, okay, so actually, would you like to talk about your book? The uh, book? which one? one? One of the books that you've done. <laughs> There's so many of them. Do you have a favorite? That's a tough uh, question. My favorite is the novel I wrote called The Place. You know, we won't talk about that. We'll talk about the other ones that are self-help things. You know, it's like probably two of my favorites are, you know, the uh, the Salon de Femme and Divorceless Relationship. Those are two of my favorites because basically what I saw people doing is they would get in a relationship and then divorce themselves in order to keep the relationship going. But if you divorce yourself in the relationship, you're no longer in the relationship. You got to be in the relationship in order for it to work. So it's a whole different world if you're really willing to, you know, if you're really That's willing to receive that. That sounds really interesting. I haven't read that one, so I I will. Well, is that it's, on Amazon? Great, basically, what happens is, you know, it's like most people get together and they go, "Oh, I love this person. They're wonderful." And then they go, oh, this person would not approve of this if they knew this about me. And so they start trying to cut off those pieces of themselves that they've decided the other person wouldn't like. They haven't even let the person figure out whether they really like it or not. So you need to have this place where you can function from recognizing when you cut off your own awareness of you in order to try and make you fit somebody else's reality. Because it's like, you know, it's like you'd start divorcing yourself the person doesn't want to be with you anymore because you're not the person they married. The person they married had all these faults that you have now judged as wrong and just did what they were supposed to do. And now you have, you know, come up with, come up with something else and uh, everything else, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've been married for 20, over 20 years and, um, 
Yes, I mean that's actually that's really solid solid advice. Um, but you know we've got all boogers exposed, so we're good. <laughs> you know, you know, you feel yeah. false weaknesses. You know, like you, you yeah, know, you, you know them before they even speak at this point. But you know, yeah. it's it's yeah, it, it's very interesting to um, you know meet somebody at age twenty eight. Let's just say I'll just use me as an example. You know, t- twenty eight and go from twenty eight to fifty with somebody. I mean, yeah. that's a chunk well, of time. You're different What'd you people. Say? You're different people from who you were at 28. Oh, but that's from the fun. From yeah, the blast know, of it. You maneuver through it. It's so fun. Yeah, for you. But <laughs> yeah, that's you not You get him on the phone. He's like, I'm being tortured. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the number of people who are tortured in their relationship is oh, like yeah. horrifying. I was, I was doing these relationships class and I was getting, you know, having some amazing success with people for that. And then uh, I had a friend who was in psychology and I said, well, you know, it's like, you need a, you need to do this and this and this in a relationship. And he goes, no. I said, what? He says, yeah, my class says that 75%, 85% of the people in the world would rather have a bad relationship than no relationship. Oh, I, went, no. I went, I would rather have no relationship than a bad one. Yeah. How how can you stand to live in a bad relationship? Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I've been divorced once. I was, I got married when I was pretty young and was married for eight or nine years and then divorced. And I have two kids from that marriage and then um, two from this, so four boys and been married for over 20 years now. But um so I completely I completely get what you're saying. You know, it's it's interesting um in in um so my my father just passed away. I don't know if you know that or not, but he passed away October 19th and my parents were married for 45 years. And it's been very hard to keep my mom alive and going. You know, you you feel like yeah. you want to die with them. That happens a lot, you know, and it's like, and it's really, you know, it's like the person has to choose to live. And I have had many friends that when their spouse that they had for years passed on, within a year, year and a half, they too were gone. And it's like, it's just, you know, when you make your life about one person, it's going to create a different reality. So you just got to be aware of what's going on and see what can, what you can do. But your mom, I like, get her to come and take care of your kids yeah she's yeah she's well they were you know there's 11 of us kids so i'm in the middle of 11 kids and we've got 20 some grandkids now so she's plenty occupied and so forth i mean it's a huge family in minnesota iowa and maine um yeah but it's it's a huge family but you you can still if you talk to her she's like it's you know it's not the same not the same it's not the same you know kind of thing and um i have friends who um have parents who have died within 10 minutes of each other like one had a heart attack and the other one had a heart attack because they had a heart attack you know kind of stuff and so oh brutal but um yeah i was wondering if you had any wisdom for people grieving i don't know if that's your your realm in access consciousness or anything but there's so many people grieving we actually have a wonderful lady. Her name is Wendy Mulder, and she wrote a book on grieving. 
because she lost a bunch of people in her life, and she just wrote a fabulous book on that. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my That's head. That's okay. I'll I'll find it and put a link up. I got okay. I got the name when you said it. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Wendy Mulder, M U L D E R, and she's got a it. wonderful city. It's like she actually got access got access into the prisons in Australia, which was pretty amazing. You know, because here's here's this place where these you know these guys are in prison, and we had the bars run for all these guys in prison. And in so doing, they ended up they ended up in a place where they had less violence, less upset, and people slept better just by having their bars run. And the bars are, you know, these 32 points on the head that you touch, and it's like it delete files, basically. And that's hmm. all you're doing when you do it. And it's just amazing to watch these, you know, to see the results they can get. We had a lady who did it. She was married to a guy who was sort of like a Green Beret in Australia, and he would come home from his thing. Uh, uh, he would come home from his uh, his tours of duty and then go to sleep, and she'd wake up in the middle of the night with him beating on her because he suffered from PTSD. And so she started running his bars, and it stopped. And mm. so all the all the wives of all the guys that were in his platoon, and they had amazing experiences as a result of it. It was great. So Wendy's an amazing girl, and she's phenomenal. She's from Australia. Um, a friend of mine, Chris, is here. Chris, do you remember the name of Wendy's book? No. Okay, I'll get it. Don't, um, like, I, it's easy like to Google. Yeah. She might make a nice guest too. Oh, she would. She's she's yeah. great. She's very charming and very sweet, and this is one of the kindest people you've ever met in your life. And you know why it works. Yeah, let's talk about being kind because I love that word, and um, okay. I'm not certain everybody gets it. <laughs> I just I, I love to be kind well, to every human being I meet. Is that good? <laughs> is that let me, let me ask question yeah. let me ask you a question okay so yeah. do i oh yeah. i'm certain i do yeah yeah i'll just go follow that sure is that is that being kind to you no this is where it has to start you have to look at it and realize am i being kind to me by what i'm choosing am i being kind to me with this judgment of me because you got to look for how you can do and be and have the kindness of you, but you're only going to get it if you're willing to also be, you know, in that place of, you know, of total awareness of how you can make things different. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I probably struggle with that just as much as, you know, the person next to me to the person next to me to the person next to me. Um, And I think, you know, generalization here but i think women really struggle with that a lot maybe guys do too but i hear from it being a girl you know i hear from other girls body image does you know my pretty ugly fat skinny thin perfect tall you know employed not you you know there's a tape (laughs) you don't think men do that i think men do it for sure 
to think that <laughs> sometimes. No, I, I definitely, I think people do this all the time and feel like crap. Yep. And it's like the thing is, you got to start. If you really want to create kindness, you got to start with being kind to yourself and stop the judgment. And it's like, and most of us don't realize all it takes to stop the judgment is stop. Just stop. <laughs> Good advice. Not I have to Just do stop. something. Not I have to change something. Just stop. You don't need to look at how you can stop it. You just need to choose to stop it. Mm-hmm. What would it be like if you just chose to stop all the places where you judge yourself? Can you, do you believe that you can stop and sort of replay a different tape? Like, for example, like I've done this before, you know, like after I've had children, I have not had the best body image, you know, especially immediately after if somebody comes up to you and goes, when's the baby due? And you're like, uh, I had the baby like a month ago, you know, that kind of thing. And it sets off a spiraling effect of like, oh my gosh, stand in the mirror and you're like, I'm, I'm so thankful for me, self-love, self-worth. Thank God for this, or whoever for this body. It's given birth to four babies. Blah 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 blah. And you play a different tape. Do you believe people people are capable of relearning a different tape to play? Yeah, in I mean, you've been taught to judge. Okay, you're taught to judge. You know, it's like in South Pacific, the the you know the musical. You know, you've got to be taught. You know, to judge people. And it's like mm-hmm. prejudice is a taught thing. So it's like you're prejudiced against yourself. That's a taught thing too. So it's like you got to get to the point where you recognize, okay, so what choices do I have that I haven't chosen? And the one thing I always ask people to do, instead of going, what's wrong with me that this is happening, ask what's right about me I'm not getting. And ask the question, what's right about this I'm not getting. When you start asking the question, what's right about this, rather than what's wrong about this, you start to change your perspective on how everything is wrong. Because we've been taught to believe that, that if we're not doing the right thing, we're wrong. What if you're not? Mm. Good. What if everything is just as And that's the point of view we come from in access. Everything is just a choice. Yeah. So okay. What choice do you make? Well, I, I kind of like to choose the, the, the love the self-love, self-worth, positive energy, you know, those types of choices. I I kind of stopped uh, stopped <laughs> many years ago playing the negative tape because it does, just doesn't right. serve anybody. Yeah, you know. But, so like, I agree with you, yeah. All right, so yeah. people who are emailing yeah, what, me. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. People who are emailing me, we've, we've talked about grief little bit we touched on that we talked about the self-love self-worth and the the negative chatter uh if there's anything else that you guys want to talk about which i've got some top topics here just go ahead and email me at elizabeth at besteveryou.com or tweet me at besteveryou because we'll have gary on here for maybe like 15 more minutes can you stay for the hour because we've got people asking lots of questions and i don't usually put their voices live with us is that only if i am what'd you say only if I have to. <laughs> Can we make Get you? It. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, okay, yeah. No, we'd no. Love, to, love to have you. Um, we have a, a question of, about uh, money. I knew this was going to – I knew you guys would do this when he got here and ask about money. So we're going to go there. Um, people always want to know how they can make more money. 
Do you have well, something for that in access consciousness? Yeah. Oh yeah, lots. We have more more stuff than God on that. You know, it's like <laughs> we have a really great book called, you know, How to Become Money, which is a workbook. And if you do it and you like the answers you want to put on a separate sheet of paper, but if you do it every two weeks, within six months, your whole money situation will turn around. The other thing is you've got to do, I, you know, it's like years ago I got into Debtors Anonymous because I was fully in debt and I didn't know how to get out. And somebody suggested that, so I went to them. And they have a book, How to Get Out of Debt, How to Stay Out of Debt, and Live Prosperously. And I read that, and what I discovered from it is I was always last on the list of people who got to receive or people that I would take care of. I was the last person I would take care of. Everybody else got to be taken care of before me. And and it's like, so I look at it from the point of view of, okay, so here's here's the choice. What choice do you want to make? And one of the things that I learned in that thing, which I also have in the How to Become Money Workbook, is put 10% of everything that comes into your life, put it away, and never spend it. And people say, well, what about paying my bills? I said, go earn more. I can't do that. Why can't you? Because I'm working too much now if you don't have enough. Maybe you need to work a little more so you can make a little more. What would actually be possible if you were willing to have it? You've got to have this place where you're willing to look at a greater possibility always. And so, you know, for me, it's like I put 10% away of every dollar that comes in. And when you get to a certain point where you have that much money, and for everybody it's different. For a lot of people it's about once they get to $10,000 and they don't spend it, it's like all of a sudden money starts to show up in their lives from different places. Some it's $100,000. Some it's a half a million. I don't know what it is. Each person has their own perspective. So it's like I put the money away and I keep increasing my net worth as a result of it. But it's like if you don't spend all the money to take care of the bills and stuff, see, if you pay your bills first, what you're really telling the universe is, I love my bills. So the universe will give you more bills. If you don't love your bills, but you love to save money and have money, then the universe starts showing you how to have money and save money. So you've got to ask the universe to be on your side, not work against you. So that would be the first thing I would recommend. I like that a lot. That's really good information. So um, how can people get that that book, How to Become Money? Is that on Amazon? It's on Amazon, and it's also at the Access Consciousness uh, um, book bookstore. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that I'm going to visit that. I haven't uh, I haven't visited that yet. I wanted to make sure. Sometimes when I have guests on, I don't want to um, read every single thing that they've written or know to you know. It's it's way better to not memorize somebody perfectly before they come on a radio show. Um, when you're meeting somebody for you the first time, you tried to read all of our stuff. You'd be busy. For You'd a be long there forever. Yeah, that's what I that's what I felt. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> And um, I also think too. Do you do you ever why you know do you ever think I sort of beat myself up a little bit. I was like, why haven't I seen these guys before? Is it just that now's the time I needed you, or is there an explanation for that that makes sense? I'm like, why? <laughs> what is that all well, about? 
I don't have a good answer for you. I will say that what I've noticed is that for the most have asked for something different to show up in their life, and that's usually when we show up. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you know, it was it's really interesting, too, because um, one of the gals that works with you um, showed up out of the blue when my dad was my dad was in the ICU all of 2018. And, wow. Yeah, and I was like, I need I, – I wrote her an email, and I'm like, I need you so badly right now, I can't even tell you um, how much it means to me that you've appeared in my world, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, and yeah. I, I'm like, I love your clients. I think you are phenomenal. Uh, da, 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 you know, it was just like, where'd this person come from? And, you know, and I, and I remember sitting there kind of with my dad in the, in the hospital room, and he's so much of, he and my mom are so much of what Best Ever You it started, you know, even is between the book and the website. You know, it's all a lot about my parents' philosophy of never giving up and, you know, yeah. It, I mean, my dad's one of the few human beings the doctors have said, you know, smiled while they're and tried to talk while they're on a ventilator, but stayed so positive throughout everything that happened to him. I mean, he's like the ICU warrior. And, you know, so um, Erica, she's just amazing. And I I thank my lucky stars for her every nanosecond of the day. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. Well, I, I just am amazed at the wonderful people that come to access it's like it blows me away. It's like when the, we had the economic downturn in 2008, people in Access lost anywhere from 30 to 50% of their net worth, but their incomes went up. Now, how do you explain that? It's because they were in question. They weren't in, oh, my God. They didn't come to the conclusion that something bad had to happen. Okay, so what else is possible? And just asking that question is amazing what it will open up. What else is oh, possible? So true. And so it's like the whole thing about access is teaching you how to ask questions that open the door to possibilities. You know, one of the things that I discovered is there's a lot of truth in the Bible and there's a lot of lies. And one of the truths is ask and you shall receive. So when you ask for some help or somebody to show up that can give you a different perspective, it just will happen. It just does happen. It's cool. just this most remarkable, wonderful thing. But the universe wants to support us is a rare and beautiful thing that most of us never recognize. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, so it's it just amazing. I and I, I, you know, it's it's really nice to have you um, on our show today because people are. So I've had a, just a couple of emails um, with people saying how calming you are. I'm sure you've heard that. In, Jillion times, yes, no. I've heard lots of things, but not all of them. That. <laughs> I, I hear a lot that I'm an a-hole, and I hear a lot that I'm the antichrist. I hear a lot that I'm, you know, a jerk. And I go, thanks. They go, what do you mean, thanks? I said, thanks for recognizing that. And they go, I didn't mean it as a compliment. I said, okay. I didn't take it as a compliment. I just it as an acknowledgement, like, because sometimes I am that way. You know, and just because yeah. I am doesn't mean I'm permanently that. It just means for the moment I'm doing that. Yep. <laughs> That's 
hysterical. Well, you got all love from us. No a-hole comments or anything. You got you got okay, the love. Got <laughs> so, um, all right. So I probably have to. I don't know if I should open up one more topic. What do you, you have, can. What haven't well, I yeah. asked? I mean, I feel like I, you could be on here for hours and hours and just ask you a million questions. Is there something that you want to share with us that I'll be quiet and well, teach us something? I guess the only thing I'd really like to share is, you know, that you're not nearly as effed up as you want to believe you are. You know? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I'm really sure. And it's like, and I've, you know, it's like just with the question, what's right about this I'm not getting and what's right about me I'm not getting, it's like the number of changes I've seen happen in people's lives as a result of asking that question they finally got that they were a gift in the world. And it's like most of us are a gift and nobody tells us. And most of us are a gift and we think that can't be true. Most of us are a gift and we don't see how that is so because we look from very limited points of view. I mean, I had somebody who was saying, I'm not successful. I said, what do you mean you're not successful? I'm not successful. How do you consider yourself not to be successful? I don't have any money to speak of. I said, okay, so this person I know told me you saved their lives. This person I know said you have just given them the greatest gift of their life. This person said they finally know who they are because of you. Can you not consider yourself successful? They went, oh, I never considered that. Yeah, you got to consider that because what really makes a person successful is not how much money they got in the bank, but the gift they've created in the world. Well, how many times do you look for what you created in the world, and how many times do you look at your bank account to determine whether you think you're successful or not? I'm leaving it at that. I'm (laughs) I'm leaving it at that. I just ran into a 28-year-old gentleman last night helping me switch from a – a cell phone company to another and he was saying the same thing i don't feel successful i don't feel successful and he's listening i hope you just heard that jake (laughs) it's awesome and if you did you better listen again (laughs) yeah replay it over and over and over again until that sinks in that's a great tape to play yeah well i have a different criterion of success your success if you've changed one person's limitation Oh, Whenever that's cool. Say that again. Un- Everybody hear that? Person, when one person comes unlimited, they will unlimit 350,000 other people by their oh. choice to not be that limited anymore. And it's like if you begin to see that, you begin to see, wait a minute, there's a whole lot more going on on this planet than we realize. What would actually be possible if we could acknowledge what we create? If we would look at what we actually do instead of looking from somebody else's jerkwad point of view. <laughs> exactly. Okay, he just asked a question. He goes, why are the 20s so difficult? Because they're 20s. In your 20s, you think you're going to learn everything you need by the time you're 30. You know, you have to choose now. The 20s don't have to be that tough if you start asking more questions. The difficulty is we keep trying to come to the right conclusions and answers because we've been taught that once you get the right answers, everything in your life is going to work. You know, like when you complete college, everything will be fine. Well, was everything fine when I completed college? No. 
No, I was like, so in bed. It was scary. No, no. Oh, man. No, it's like, okay, you know, it's like, I don't like this college stuff. I went to college, and I'm, you know, and it's like, and now I'm educated, except I still can't get a job. And it's like, what the heck? And it's like, you have to look from a different place. I had a friend who uh, went, he ended up going to Australia and going into business college there. And he wrote a paper on on uh, advertising. And he used the things he'd learned with Access on a better way to advertise. And it's now the damn thing has been published by other people. People are reading it and they think it's the most brilliant thing they've ever heard. And it's like, yeah, it is. Because it comes from a different point of view. And there's there's a really great book that was written by uh, Simone Millicis. She She's our worldwide coordinator. It's called mm-hmm. The Joy of Business. And it's like, the if joy you're of business? in business, The Joy of Business. And if you're in okay. business, you want to get that book. Because it is friggin' brilliant. And the woman, okay. the woman when she came back, says was $197,000 in debt. Ouch. Now she's a multimillionaire. Yay. And it's like, <laughs> like she, started using, she started using these tools that we teach to create her own life and to figure out what she wanted. And it was a major, major shift for her. And, you know, and it's like, and she has a way of looking at business that few people do teach you. And her book does teach you what to do. And if you're in your 20s, read the damn book. There's exactly. also one, you know, and there's also one how to, you know, it's like, and read, you know, and money isn't the problem, you are. Because we have this point of view that we have no money and that's the problem. No, it's the problem is that you think you have the problem. So you want to change the way you think about things, the way you look at things, and things will change. Mm-hmm. So tell him not to worry. By the time he's 30, he'll be miserable. No. You can get married <laughs> and live on a yeah. And, and and I would like I would like to say this, which will probably offend a few people. You know, okay. just remember, children are the one sexually transmitted disease you can't ever get rid of. It's funny. I don't know if it's true, but it's hysterical. Well, I, I could tell you stories about my kids that would let you know it's true. Just an interesting point of view. Yeah. Do they get, now? Do they get mad when you say that? Are they like, how could you say that? We're the best kids in the world. Uh, they know they aren't the best kids in the world, so they don't say we're the best kids in the world. So how <laughs> could you say that, Dad? I said, I still love you. You're just, you're just obnoxious sometimes. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Four. Yeah, I do too. I have, I have four boys. Oh, you're lucky. I have two girls. I'm in the middle of a lot of girls. There's, I got a lot of sisters. Trust There's me, eleven with four of us. Boys, nothing but girls around you. Oh, they're lovely, lovely, lovely people. Their girlfriends are all so adorable. It's so much fun. But um, yeah, no, boys easy. Oh, so much easier. <laughs> so much easier than girls, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those phone wars. Even just yeah, no. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, no, my boys are. 17, 19, 21, and 23. And they're going to listen to this because I got one who's like, oh, the 20s, He's saying the same thing. This is so hard. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard only because you don't have the right question. you got to get the right question, then the 20s become easy. Yeah. Start with, 
what's right about me I don't I'm not getting well, it's right about this that I'm not getting because when things happen to you, we create everything, but most of us don't realize it. You know, and unfortunately, 10 seconds of unconsciousness will only cost you a billion years of pain and suffering. So whatever oh, you do, yeah. do your best not to choose unconsciousness. Perfect. All right. Well, on that note, it has been so wonderful having you here. Uh, we are completely out of time, and I don't want to keep you. Thank you, dear lady. You're awesome. Oh, I I think you're awesome. So if it's the awesome club and, and you know, you're the leader of it. <laughs> so it's it's totally cool. Thanks and I, so I just I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time, your energy and all those wonderful things and having Dane here as well. Dane here here. Well, I know he messes with his name too. Um and thank you. And oh. to all you guys out there, listen carefully to this this week's shows. These guys are genius brilliant i know they're going to be like no we're not but yeah they are totally cool um accessconsciousness.com and i will i i was going to write a blog yesterday but i'm going to do it over the weekend and it will include everything about not everything about gary but a lot about (laughs) a lot about gary links to the books that he's mentioned being here their websites and also about dane gary should i do two separate blogs or should i do one do you guys have matter it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I think I'm going to no, do one Dane's giant younger, one. Dane's, Dane's younger and cuter than I am. <laughs> Funny. You guys are awesome. And I'm, you know, it's like he's in his 40s. I'm in my 70s. Hey. It's all good. And I'm in my 50s. So, hey, you know, we're almost in my 50s. Hey, anyway. you're in yeah. between. Yeah, I'm in between, and it's. I, I find that you constantly learn. So that's the beauty of it. Exactly. So. But anyway, all right. Thank you, thank you. Okay. All thank right. you. Awesome. Take thank care. you. All right, everybody. Bye. Take care. We thank you. We will see you Tuesday, February twelfth with Barbara Wainwright. Um, she's amazing. And then on the fifteenth we have Todd Sipperman. Todd the Todd Todd Sipperman show. I know I can talk. That's gonna be a compliance show. We're gonna switch over into our business career corner and talk about compliance. He's written um I know a lot of you guys know my whole background is in the financial services industry, so sometimes I put my compliance hat on and talk about that. And so that guess is we're gonna depart from self help on Friday the fifteenth and talk about the financial services industry and compliance. So thank you all so much for listening. That was Gary Douglas. How cool is that? Um he's a co founder of Access Consciousness. You can go to accessconsciousness.com and again I'll do work on a blog writing over the weekend and get this all in one place with all the links and there were so many books that he talked about I love it when people quote books that's that's so cool (laughs) when people have their books memorized and they can quote them and point you to them I love that anyway all right you can tell I don't want to end the show but we're going to lots of love to everybody and thank you again all for listening and sharing the show and helping everybody be their best take care Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.